My dad was the type that he'll just pull me to the side one day randomly and then open up his wallet and be like, hey, you see all that right there? You see all that? I could take all this out right now and go buy a car. He just do randomness like that. I mean, I'm like, why you got so much cash in your wallet? Yeah. And then I ask him for a dollar and then he act like I just asked him to snatch his kidney out his side right now and hand it to me. What's up, everybody? I'm director Paul Fant. And I'm Phelan A. And this is the, the Relationship, Relationship Goals, Goals Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. That's right. That's right, everybody out there in the interwebs. We're back for another exciting episode. This is episode number four. And as always, I'm director Paul Fant. But... For the purposes of this podcast, I am PJ, and I am joined by my illubrious, <laughs> illustrious wife of five years as of May 11th, 2018. Yes. What is your name, ma'am? Introduce yourself to the people. My name is Faye Lene, and yeah. Welcome to episode four of the Relationship Goals podcast. And we're just going to go ahead and get right to it. Yeah. So, of course, you guys already know that we have to give you guys a little reminder that... The reminder does. The what? The reminder does. Okay. <laughs> um, we just have to give you guys a little reminder of all the places that you can uh, tune in and listen to us. And partake. Yes. In the podcast. So you can find us on Apple, not Apple Music, on Apple Podcast. You can search us, Relationship Goals. Make sure that you subscribe to us. How, how high are we on the list now? Just search that real quick. We need to find that that info information out for a second. Let me check. Let me check. So as we mentioned last week, we started low on the list. And yeah, then, we were like number. We're probably I don't even like know. either number eight or another ten. We're still number four. That means yeah, we were, y'all not doing y'all job. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're trying to get to number one, y'all. Come on, y'all gotta subscribe to the podcast. You know. Listen, let, let me let me explain it to you in uh, algorithmic terms, okay, guys. So the way the algorithm works, it's not an actual human in these apps and on like apples website or like in somewhere in their campus which by the way is a beautiful campus if you've never seen it you should google it i think it's called one apple circle or some some mess like that i know i don't know but like yeah you look at it, that thing look like a spaceship it got trees inside it's like all solar power it's crazy but anyway so like the way that the algorithm works is whenever a podcast name is searched and then the subsequent podcast that is selected those go into the algorithm as demand for the podcast. Okay, so if we became number four from number eight, that means that there are still three other podcasts that are being requested more. Okay, so when you type in relationship goals and hit search, every time you do that query, it goes and it's logged by Apple as relationship goals look for this time, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. Right. And also, we're about to be... uh, So, like, that's why we're asking y'all to get your friends... Hey, you ladies and men out there that are listening right now, get your mother, get your father, 
Get your aunts and uncles. Get your grandparents. Your baby daddy. Yeah, get your baby daddy. <laughs> this might even get y'all out. Well, well huh? baby daddy doesn't necessarily <laughs> infer that y'all aren't together. But as I was going to say, it might get him to marry you because clearly you didn't call him your husband. Where? Where? <laughs> I said. Okay, so, um, but yeah, so, like, everybody go download this. Get people to download it. Whenever you're out with people, you know, help us out, y'all. We're trying to get to number one and we're trying to get on that new and noteworthy page if we get on there like i said we buying everybody gold chains aka Mm. we're buying gold chains for apollo and myself so (laughs) with without further ado guys please download the podcast yes we're also available on google play music for the green dot we are still waiting to get on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be like they're opening back because they said they're so backlogged that they're waiting till like mid-June, which I guess is around this time. And then they'll be opening back up on there. So then we'll be on Spotify. And then starting tomorrow, guys, we're actually going to be running like some uh, Instagram and Facebook ads, you know, for the podcast to try to get you know, some more people that are in the same demographic. But the thing that I wanted to say with that is, you know, y'all guys are going to be the first, you know? And if y'all are the first, that means, you know, y'all got to show that support. Y'all are the initial supporters, okay? The OGs. The OG supporters, okay? So we're not going to forget that, man. <laughs> we're not going to forget that. So, yeah. Faye, what you been up to this week, this beautiful, illustrious week? Illustrious um, is my new word. <laughs> let me think. Let me think. No, you got your nails done. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't get my nails done. I've been had this. Oh, my bad. See, you messing up. Um, Let me see. Let me see. I haven't really been up to much, honestly. Um, I took my hair down because, you know, I had the inches. Mm-hmm. Had the inches. So I went ahead and took that down because I'm about to get me some Senegalese twist so I can have this hair summer ready, pool time ready, have this natural hair beach time ready. So... Go ahead and give my hair a little bit of a breather in between. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, besides that, I haven't really been up to too much. I got me... Oh, okay, guys. So today... This is nonsense, by the way. I got me some Apple... No, nah, we need to tell that story. You can't AirPods. Just, you can't just <laughs> jump to that. Like, Okay, so guys, let me paint this picture for y'all because she was making it sound like, eh, it was a plan and we went and did it. That's not the truth. <laughs> this is what happened, okay? Now, we were at a cookout... Uh, last week, right? It was Thank our God. cookout. We weren't at no, a no, no. That's not where I lost it. I lost it in. Riverdale. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I lost it in Riverdale at my at, at my good brother Huff's uh, cookout, which we thoroughly enjoyed. So we were at the cookout, sitting on the back deck, and I had a pop socket on the back of my phone. And for those of y'all that don't know what a pop socket is, it's a little thing that goes on the back of your phone. It's a little circle, and it pops out, and you can use it in between your fingers to hold your phone, and you know, make it more convenient to hold your phone and operate your phone from one hand. Exactly, makes it more easy to do that one-handed. And so I have one. And for those of you that don't know me, I got gorilla hands. And I'm very, uh, I tend to be very forceful with everything that I use, Mm -hmm. you know, so like it need to be durable. Okay. You get me durable. That's the word of the day. Durable. Okay. I'm not going to say it regular. I'm going to say durable. (laughs) But anyway, so I had the phone in my hand. We were having a conversation on the deck and, uh, the good brother had several holes in his deck (laughs) that were, uh, larger than a piece of paper. (laughs) And, 
the back of the pop socket because it's two pieces that connect together like the abrasion of my knuckles up against the pop socket popped the socket (laughs) and the piece flew off the back of the phone and it went through one of those uh the slits in the deck. Yeah, I couldn't think of a good term. To, I was going to say something funny, but I couldn't think of nothing. So it went through there, but then like under his deck, it's like the nether regions. And so <laughs> I wasn't about to go under there to get it. And plus, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. It's probably later than that. Yeah, and so, you know, I was like, yeah, no, I'll just go get a new one. So now, fast forward to a week later, I've been trying to deal and work without having... The uh the, the back part to yeah what well, yeah because what it is is the pop socket the actual part that like flexes in and out it's made from rubber, okay and then the part that popped off is what keeps the shape it goes on the outside it's like it's basically shaped like a coin and it connects to the rubber portion and it kind of gives it some stability right right and so because I don't have that piece now when I'm pinching it it's more like I'm like squeezing a balloon like like a uh, like a deflated balloon i'm squeezing like a piece of it and trying to like basically pinch it in between my fingers and it's stupid it doesn't stand up right it doesn't do anything that it's supposed to do so when we were leaving today coming from sarku which by the way if you've never had that japanese food restaurant it's like a hibachi spot in in all kind of malls that joint is delicious they cook your food fresh on the hibachi but that's neither here nor there um as we were leaving sarku I just thought about it, and I said, we should just go by Best Buy real quick, and I'll just grab another pop socket. So we go in there to grab another pop socket, and while we're in there, uh, this woman sitting across from me, okay, guys, (laughs) (laughs) starts going on and on about how one of her coworkers, Haley, (laughs) <laughs> has and I know I, I had to call her out like because that. this is all because of her <laughs> has uh, these AirPods and no one can see them at work and I can listen and I can even talk to you. <laughs> she ain't gonna talk to me, y'all. But like and now this was not the first time that I told him that I wanted these but AirPods. Magically came back and I had already been telling him before we even went in Best Buy how much I wanted these AirPods. I was telling him earlier today. Yeah, because, but I forget stuff that happened twenty minutes. Okay, ago. I had I was telling him earlier today because we were kind of slow at work and I like randomly got sick for like twenty four hours, like literally. Like, yesterday, I woke up in the morning, and then my throat just randomly started hurting, and then by the end of the day, I had a headache. Yeah, she woke up, she was like, my voice hurts a little bit. I I didn't say my voice, I said my throat was hurting, and I was not talking like that. Yeah, she had like a country accent. But anyways, so, I mean, I feel much, it literally lasted for like 48 hours. I don't even, like, I had some chicken noodle soup from Chick-fil-A, and now magically I feel better. Yeah. But... I was telling him that when I was at work today, I wasn't feeling well, and I would have liked to have a little ear, pe- a little AirPod in my ear that nobody would be able to see, and I could have been over there listening to some music, doing listening to some some meditation. None or None of book. which has anything to do with a sore throat, by the way. I'm just, I just saying. Throw that in there. I'm just saying because I wasn't what I'm. I wasn't That's like, really like me saying my back hurt. I need a Lamborghini. Okay, the reason why that matters <laughs> is because I wasn't socializing much because my throat was hurting because you was doing your work so that's sin- why <laughs> no it was slow today like i said so since i was being more to myself i could have had my 
AirPod in and I could have been listening to some music or I could have been listening to a book or something. Okay, thank you. You've already sold yourself, okay? (laughs) So long story short, guys, we leave out purchasing a pair of $200 wireless headphones (laughs) and I did not get my $9 pop socket. So I'm still pinching a flaccid balloon (laughs) and she has wireless headphones that look like Q-tips poking out her ear. So... Okay, that's that. So, what are we talking about this week? Well, no, should I tell you a little bit about what I've been going through this week? Sure. You've been making your wife happy. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that's what they say. That's I'm still, what they say, I'm still studying it. Don't call me Billy. <laughs> <laughs> if I call you Sharon from across the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay, so... What I've been up to this week, okay, y'all, so I started this course, okay, it's this course about how to create viral content and how to maximize your growth on social media. Okay, that course was... Mm-mm. We don't need to talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but... Uh, it was expensive. Yeah, we'll it just was, leave it at that. Yeah, it was expensive, and so I've been going through that course, so that's kind of something that I've been working on, and then also... I have been working on our vlogs, okay? We posted two of three vlogs thus far, and... Well, we've posted a total of five vlogs, but this week, we've posted two of a three-series vlog about our anniversary trip. I'm not going to tell you about it. You got to go watch the vlog. Yeah, it was a surprise, and it's a lot of stuff, man. We was out in oceans and all kind of craziness. So, man, y'all got to go check that out. The vlog, I don't know what the YouTube channel is. Just search Faye Lene Beauty. So, it's F, like Foxtrot, A-Y-Y. Commenting right now, Jesus. Lene, L-E-N-E-E, like Renee, but Lene with an L, and then Beauty. And my channel come up. You guys know my face. Not my channel come up. I said, and then my channel will come up. That's not what you said the first time. What did I say then? You said, and then my channel come up. (laughs) Okay, and then my channel will come up. Hey, Ma. Hey, Paul. (laughs) And you just click on it, subscribe to my channel, and then you guys will also be able to see the vlogs that we've been posting. And then all my other beauty videos and stuff that I post too. Because like I said before, like I say in just about every episode, the goal is for the vlogs to supplement the podcast and the podcast to supplement the vlogs, okay? So you watch... The videos, you get to see everything that's going on, and then you get to come and listen to us on Fridays or through the weekend or on your way to work. And so you got to tell your friends about this, man. We're trying to build a movement, okay, guys? We're building a movement. And as it grows, everything is going to become illustrious and illubrious. You're killing me with this illustrious. (laughs) I don't actually know what illubrious means. I'm going to look it up, but it just sounds good, illubrious. If it's a word. Yeah, it, it feels like a word. But anyway, so that's what I've been working on this week. So moving on, this week we are going to talk about marriage and money and a moolah. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say I'm in love with the cocoa. No, but that, has, that nothing, has nothing to do with <laughs> it. That has nothing to do with it. So yeah. So we're going to talk about marriage and money. And I saw, for me, I think since I've been chatting my head off, my face off, um, what is your relationship to money? That's how I think we should start, Faye. And when I say, what is your relationship? I mean, what's your historical relationship? Meaning how your parents were, how you were growing up with money and in your single life before you met Prince Charming. Oh, Lord. A.K.A. 
Pablo the Great? So I think, well, first of all, I wanted to say the reason why we wanted to talk about this on the podcast today is because, believe it or not, and most of y'all can probably believe it, this probably is not news to any of you guys, but money tends to be a very... Big thing in relationships. What am I trying to say? Strenuous, tense topic of discussion in a lot of relationships. They tend to be kind of touchy. Yeah, touchy Because these niggas be wanting their coins. Yeah, so... <laughs> and it can be something, in some cases, that can make or, break, make or break a relationship. So, we just wanted to kind of share a little bit about our, you know, single, separate relationships to money. To give how, you a background yeah. so that when we talk about how we have mar- how we deal with mar- money as a married couple, right? It gives a little context to it, right? So I'm just so I mean, you still might think I'm ridiculous. You still might think she's ridiculous, but at least you'll understand their ridicule, right? <laughs> so as a young married couple, okay, okay, how we deal with money. So me personally, my previous. I guess, like, historical, as you said, mm-hmm. relationship to money. Growing up, I always remember money being tight. Like, always. Always. Because I'm one of four girls, and girls are expensive. For those of y'all that have kids, or those of y'all that have sisters, or those of you that are girls, <laughs> um, we can be expensive. So... I just remember growing up with four sisters, um, you know, things were usually pretty tight in the money department. So I think that um, kind of created a mindset with me or I guess a relationship to money that was very structured and very like, you know, you have to hold on to your money because there's not a lot of it. And you have to make sure that you plan ahead so that you can be sure that you have enough to cover the things that you need to cover because, you know, you're, you may not get, you know, you have to make sure that you have enough because there's a chance that, you know, it might be a little while before you get some more, I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. So that was my relationship to money. Now, when I got older and I started working, like working for myself, you know, getting a little job or whatever when I was in high school. I mean, really, I started working before I was actually legally allowed to work. I would work like babysitting or, you know, doing little things here and there to make money. And then when I became like a junior in high school, pretty much from then all the way to present, I was working. So my very first job, I was working at Burger King in the drive-thru. I used to work like hella hours and I was making racks. Like I was making, a, I mean, for a high schooler, I was making a good bit of money. You know, I had a little, I had my car, a little car that I got my senior year. And you know what I'm saying? I was making decent money, but I was working a lot of hours. Like I used to work like almost 12 hour shifts like nine ten eleven hour shifts um at burger king in the drive-thru so Mm, i mean i enjoyed it but i think it create like growing up not really being able to i mean now i'm not gonna say like my mom made a lot of sacrifices don't get it twisted my mom made a lot of sacrifices and she always made sure that we did not go without and if there was something that we really really wanted she would try her best to make you know to get it for us or mm-hmm. to at least like if there were like several things that we wanted to try you know she would try to work it out to where you know we could get we always had 
We never went without. So, right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you always have those extra things that you want, you know, like. That and you're extra. <laughs> aren't really needs, but you know, like stuff like you want to get your nails done or you want to go to the hair salon. Or get like wireless headphones. <laughs> Those are things that, you know, your mom going to be like, mm, you need to get a job. So that's what I did. And I was working like a crazy woman. And I think once I like started working and realized like, okay, like if I go into this job and show them that I'm a hard worker. I can be getting uh, like a whole lot of hours. I can be on the good side of my manager and be, you know, negotiating the situation and getting these hours and I could be making money. So that's, you know, pretty much what I was doing in high school. Like I'd be, I pretty much would go to school. I would work. Those are like the two things that I took up probably 80% of my time was school and work. I was making money. I was making a good bit of money. And then that was pretty much all, like, even through college, like, people always used to be making comments about how I was a hustler and I used to be working, like, two and three jobs. I really did. Like, I would be finding any kind of way to make money because, I mean, I was the first of my family to go to college and I didn't, I mean, I went to UGA, so if any of y'all went to UGA, y'all know that it ain't cheap. So... You know, I was out there just trying to make it do what it do. So I'll be working two and three jobs, you know, doing odds and ends stuff and, you know, just doing whatever I had to do to to make money, make ends meet and be able to live a comfortable life. I think that's the other part of it. Like I kind of have I kind of would have these like standards of like how I wanted to live and so for that reason, I, f- I felt like I had to work more so that I could be able to afford to live the way that I wanted to live. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty that's, good... That's, that's a pretty exhaustive, you know, yeah. <laughs> exhaustive summary. That's pretty in-depth. All right, so guys, for me growing up, my relationship to money was this, okay? When I was younger... I've always had a mentality of hustling, okay? And that was instilled to me by my faja. Okay, so my dad, I remember when we were young, he used to get us to do stuff like we would cut the grass, we would do different things. And I remember my mom would be like, nope, they need to just cut the grass because they need to cut the grass. You don't need to get them no money for that. But I remember my dad used to always say, no, I want to show them that if you do work, this is how you want, if you want to make money in life. You have to do a service. You have to provide something for someone. In exchange, you get money for that. And so that's what he used to always do when we were younger. And so, like, for my family, we never were really in it. We were never in a situation where money was tight or money was short or anything like that. And I credit that, one, to my dad's work ethic, and two, to my mother's... Frugality. uh, Yeah, frugality. Mm -hmm. My mama was the one that saved them coins, okay? Like... So we always had access to money. We always had the things that we needed. But on the flip side, I think I learned like younger, a different kind of uh, mentality to money because my mom always moved like we was pretty much at at, at Broke's door at (laughs) any given moment in life. So like my dad had a great job, had a great job, you know, worked there for 35 years, retired there in uh, upper management. And uh, so, like, we never were really hurting for money. But the way that my mom related money to us, like, we were the type when we were little, 
we had the little orange juice cups because orange juice was too expensive to be getting a whole glass of it. <laughs> okay, like that's my mama. <laughs> and that's how she always was. She's still like that now. Okay, but now like she'll go and buy her outfit to Talbot's. <laughs> but <laughs> she probably ain't bought an outfit from Talbot's in 10 years. But, um, you know, that's, that's, how, that's just how it was growing up for us, you know. Like, um, so... For that, like how that relates to me is that we always had a nice house, you know, but my mom always just taught me that money wasn't just something to throw away. Money was, you know, you got to pay. It. it was precious. You know what I'm saying? My dad was less. My dad was the type that he'll just pull me to the side one day randomly and then open up his wallet and be like, hey, you see all that right there? You see all that? I could take all this out right now and go buy a car. He just do randomness like that. I mean, I'm like, why you got so much cash in your wallet? Yeah. And then I ask him for a dollar and then he act like I just asked him to snatch his kidney out his side right now and hand it to me <laughs> and he's just like boy oh boy you better go cut some wood so <laughs> that was my relationship to money as a child okay so then when i became a teenager older teenager i got involved with running around in the streets i leave it there maybe we'll go in depth on another episode but this is not that one <laughs> But let's say that my my uh, relationship to money changed pretty drastically at that point. Okay, so I went from a situation where money was this precious thing and something that you need to hold up and cherish and dole out gently and, you know, all that kind of stuff to money was coming fast and free. So it seemed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... I would spend money like water because I knew I could always get it back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would spend a lot of money and that, and I think, what do they say? The, um, like it's some age block. I can't think of what it is, but it's something like the stuff that you do from 18 to 24 or is it 21 to 24? It's some, it's some age range. The stuff that you do in that age range tends to be what it's going to be like for your whole life. Like those are the, that's the time period that create the habits that you're going to have lifelong for most people right and i don't know what those ages are if y'all know you know hey comment on the soundcloud and let us know what what age range that is because i I don't remember or let me know um but that was during the time when i was running in them streets and i was hustling okay so now we could have been rolling in the dough you don't want to roll no, that I'm saying, I if say you that have been, will roll you in the prison. If you have been saving, <laughs> if you have been saving some of that. But you got to think that that life does not lend itself to saving money, okay? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So it was all about buying gold chains and going out and doing a bunch of extraness. <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure y'all can pretty much pick up on what was going on at that, in that, at that period in my life, that dark period of my life. <laughs> but... So that became my relationship to money. And then even once I stopped messing with all that, I took my time to sit myself down and to learn how to get a legal hustle. Like it still was kind of that same thing. Cause you know, I hit people, you know, not hit people, but I do weddings and you know, I'll spend, you know, they'll spend $2,500 on a wedding and you book 10 weddings that's 25 racks. Racked up shawty. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? And then, like, especially when wedding season hits, you just start getting back-to-back money. So, okay, I never really lost that mentality. But I under- I learned coming into our marriage that Faishan... Is does- not here for the game. Yeah, she does not have that relationship to money at all. No. And as a matter of fact, a funny story, or a good story, 
is Faye says that being with me was the first time she ever made a large purchase that she would consider to be a large ever. purchase. Because prior, like before <laughs> I married, got married, well, not, no, we weren't married, but before I met you and we became friends, like I never, like the thought of buying a purse for $200 or like spending $250 on a watch, I would never, <laughs> like that wasn't even... I didn't even think like that. As I sit across from her with her Apple Watch and her wireless headphones. Listen. And her new latest iPhone. You, This is your fault. And now, her white I'm, leather chair. I'm not mad about it, okay? Don't get it twisted. I'm not mad about it. But I'm just saying. And her Brazilian pressed hair. I did this myself, okay? Uh, you a Brazilian. I, I didn't go to the salon for this. I pressed this hair myself. Don't say nothing about my nails. I see you looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like... <clears throat> that was I mean I would never even okay so even when I went to college my I had like a probably $200 laptop and I mean I was happy with it I liked it I you know it got the job done it after I had it for a while it kind of started running slow and you know For me it was unacceptable though. I mean but for me I, <laughs> I it was a nice computer that my mom bought for me and I was happy with it. And then whenever I got with him, my first large purchase that I ever made, well. No, that was the first one. Did you did you buy me the watch first, though, before that? I bought you the watch. You bought yourself the laptop. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let me back up. The, my first introduction to spending that kind of money was he bought me a he bought me a watch he bought me a michael kors watch which i still have to this day and literally what have been wearing on my wrist since you bought it for me which was over five years ago until mm. i got this apple watch which amen. i just got this and he bought me the apple watch too amen i take care of my stuff now because my relationship to it well, is I different say i take care of you but i guess well not. no you do but i'm saying like <laughs> That watch lasts, most people... Cookie points. Please. Most people's <laughs> stuff don't last six, seven years, like, for mm-hmm. a watch. But it's just because, again, my relationship to money and to nice things, like... Is that a Russell Simmons bracelet? I, no, you broke... I think you broke it. I broke mine. I think mine broke. Okay, also. continue. Um, no, that was the first thing you... No... I don't remember. Anyways, he used to buy me expensive, like, gifts. And I never had anybody that would buy me. Like, I've had, I've had people buy me things before, but not, like, that, like, not as often as he would, like, purchase, like, buy things for me. Like, he bought me a Russell Simmons bracelet. We both had one, like, matching bracelets. And then he got me, for Valentine's Day one year, like I said, the Michael Kors watch, which I still have to this day. And then... You bought me those sunglasses, those coach sunglasses. Which I learned a strong lesson in that situation. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's when I kind of, like, he started introducing me to a different way of thinking about money and even a different way of life because I would never even go in those stores. Like, I would walk past those stores and kind of look like, oh, like, oh, that stuff looks nice. But it, it was like, oh, it looks nice. It was never like, I could have that if I wanted to. Right. Like, I could go in there and buy that if I wanted to, you know? And so my first large purchase that I made for myself was I bought a MacBook Pro when I was in college. And I still have that MacBook Pro to this day. Mm -hmm. That might be why I'm so, like, because I know you were saying we should sell it and use it to buy other stuff. But that might be why I'm so, like, 
connected to it. Cause yeah, I can see that. I'm you have like, a sentimental connect, sentimental yeah, connection. I'm like, that's another thing with me. Like when it comes to material stuff, y'all, that don't mean nothing to me. Like it genuinely does. Like now I have like camera equipment, I have computers, I got you know all kind of stuff that I take very good care of, and it like it matters to me, and I want to make sure that you know it's well taken care of. But like I don't have like any. I don't have, like, any sentimental connection to this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, like, if it gets broken, it's just like, dang, I really hate that I have to spend that money again. You know, but that's neither here nor there. So, okay, in married life. So, let's talk about early marriage when yes. we first were joining lives together. And it was funny because when we, like, when we were engaged and we were going through our marriage counseling we just knew, because we don't, like, we didn't really argue about stuff, and we still don't really, like, argue about things. Like, we'll have passionate debates about stuff, and usually it'll be because it's something. You're wrong. Don't. <laughs> usually it'll be because it's something that's been building up over the course of several weeks, and then by the time we actually have a discussion about it, it's, like, it's just a passionate debate. But we don't really, like argue about stuff on a regular basis like ain't nobody got time for that so um when we were going through our marriage counseling like we both felt like money was going to be the thing that we would argue about yeah because they would always ask us like well what like what's something that you think is going to be the hardest thing for you to you know to get used to whenever you get and we can never think of anything because we have been friends for so like we have been around each other non-stop for what four years at that point or five yeah. you know like we had known each other for so long and been like best friends for so long so we could never think of something that we felt like we would argue about so i feel like we just kind of defaulted to like money because we're yeah. we have two very different ways of, of thinking about money but yeah. we didn't even really argue about that right either but it did we did have to kind of get on the same page because we did have some qualms about yes money. because for those of you guys that know me i work i have been working in the banking industry since college and she will tell you that <laughs> yes okay i work at a bank hunty she said the answer is 10 i work at a bank <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah like i have been working in banking since i think probably my junior year of college i still work in the banking industry and so my relationship to money is very structured very structured because of my banking background and like i mean i was that person at like 16 years old walking around with a check register and every time that i would make a purchase i would take my receipts and put it in my check register and then every night i would sit and i would write down all my purchases and subtract it and i knew my balance to the penny that's me and me on the other hand i at 16 was walking around with a pocket full of cash <laughs> okay a roll of 20s in my pocket which like i learned when i need to do stuff like make sure you don't spend up that roll but so for me, and so I'll go into it a little bit because I already know where you're going with this or where you're going to try to go. So I'm going to head you off at the pass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so for me, being able to have that cash on my person, I know that a lot of y'all be like, oh my gosh, you just used to have all that cash? Yes, I would walk around with six, $700 in my pocket. That was not a big deal to me. But... Because he was Big P. <clears throat> wasn't nobody going to mess with Big P. It wasn't even about <laughs> that though. Like... I'm it just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't even about that. For me, I just always felt more secure with my money on me because I trusted what I could do to protect my money 
than somebody like go find my money somewhere or take it and you know something that's not in front of me and then fast talk me out of it yeah you know and then i wasn't really in a situation where i was putting money in bank accounts you know so i think that's like the other part of it so for me i knew if i had something i need to purchase or if i was trying to save up for something like i could legit just look at how much money i had count it and I can say, okay, so I got this much money, so that means I need to pull out this much and put it in this pocket, and I need to do X, Y, Z with this much. You see what I'm saying? Like, it was a very tangible thing. Right. So, but when we first got married, like, I was overdrafting accounts like crazy. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because for me, looking at numbers on the screen did not equate the same way, and it used to piss me. It still does piss me off, yeah, by the does. way. He was that meme, y'all. Have y'all seen that meme when <laughs> it'd be like... <laughs> it's like when you thought you had $300 in your account, and then you look in and say you got 12 cents. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> because what, what happened, man, and this is, this is still my issue to this day. I know a lot of y'all bankers out there, um, and a lot of y'all women that are listening to this show for y'all this is not really a thing for me this is still a thing okay if i go and put 20 dollars of gas in the car okay why does it show one dollar why does it pin for one dollar it pins long enough for me to forget that i put 20 dollars of gas in the car and then i just say oh well okay yeah i spent one dollar apparently i don't know what i bought for one dollar but or I gotta remember, okay, that one dollar really means twenty dollars. Okay, so it's stuff like that. See, when I always, when I had cash, I would take that twenty dollar bill, <laughs> walk up to the window, slide them the dub. Oh Lord! I'd say put the dub on number four, and he would boop boop boop. Turn it on. I go over there, pump the twenty. Transaction is done. When I walk away, it's done. I don't have to think about it anymore. But with this debit card action, like. I swipe the card, I pump the gas, and then I drive away, and I might do, like, literally, in this day and age, I literally might do 50 other things that require money throughout that day, that week. And so, because I don't write stuff down, like, I look back at it, and it's like, okay, this thing says I have $37 in here. This thing says I have $600 in here. This thing says I have, you know, $75 in here. Like... In my mind, I'm not looking at it like, okay, it says 75, but I pay, I spent 20 at this gas station, and also I spent 12 at Kroger, and it's just, and both of these things are pending for random nominal amounts. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so. You are a banker's nightmare because you're that person that comes in with the and guac. says, no, and comes <laughs> in and says, I looked at my balance and it said that I had such and such and such and such. And then we sit there and ask you, well, did you account for when you spent this and this and this? Nah, and then man. you try to make it the bank's fault that you don't keep up with nah, this. Nah, I'm not trying to make it nobody else's fault. No, I'm, I'm just, just saying that's the, that's the. But I'm not that type of person. I'm the type to go in and take pictures of people and get asked to leave the bank. <laughs> okay, listen. <Don't. laughs> that was a situation that happened. That's, again, for another day. Um, I don't know what made me think that that was an acceptable thing. Yeah, but I got in a bank. Into, I got pulled over to the side by the manager, and he was talking stern to me. I yeah. was like, uh, what's happening right now? But anyway. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was my, uh, that's how, like, when I first came into the relationship with money, uh, into our marriage with money, because even when we were dating, money was still essentially separate. I would pay for her for different stuff. You know, she may give me some money from time to time, but for the most part, like, the money was separate. But when we got married, 
like that's when it kind of came to like she was she being my dear wife Faith Sean was much more accustomed to what she said with the ledgers and all that extraness I've never written a check in my life y'all I've never written one check in my life okay if I need to get something I don't know I just tell Faye because yeah, because see the other thing is I had to help him to understand that you're running a business. You cannot run a business with cash. Like, you have to have records. Like you have a crack to, house. I mean, or like <laughs> Waffle House. I don't know if y'all know, but they, they, I don't mean to put Waffle House on blast, but they be paying their employees in cash. I have no idea how they're even There's still. There's no payroll there. That's crazy. Yeah, everybody gets paid at the end of every day like it's uh, day labor. They just, yeah. So, anyways, you can't, I mean, I felt like if he wanted me to handle the administrative side of his business, he was not going to be running it with cash. Like, that just wasn't going to be a thing. So, I had to kind of help get him on the on the bandwagon with using a business account, running his transactions through a business account for record-keeping purposes Mm -hmm. so that when it comes time to pay taxes, I'm not about to be trying to chase you down and try to see if you can remember what you spent $200 on 10 months ago. Like, I don't have time for that. Right, right. So, okay, so let's do this. So what were the problems as you saw them early on in our marriage with finances? Like, what were the issues? I think the main thing was that um, because initially we had our accounts separate and then... I don't even remember that far back. Yeah, we had our accounts separate and then we decided to make them joint because what ended up happening is we were constantly having to transfer... Like, I was I was pretty much handling the finances and I was having to constantly be transferring money in between accounts and it was just getting to be too much or if I needed to go and handle something I would have to be going jumping through all these hoops because I wasn't on the account and then since I worked at a bank I just prefer to have my finances at the bank that I work because I have more control so we just decided to have our accounts be joint and then I think also for me personally which I don't know if I've ever said this to you or not Uh-oh. but for me personally I felt like Having a joint account would help me to be more transparent because I like I didn't want there to be anything in me that would feel like, oh, well, I have my own separate account so I can do this. Give her money here. to side and it grows. Uh, no, it would probably be more like just buying stuff for myself or doing little things on the side and not having to communicate it with you because it's like my money. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a separate account. Well, I know you just, used to talk like that, but well. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So I felt like joining the counts together would help me to get my mind in a place where I could, uh, like, start to think more our and less my and less mine. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. But as a result of that. So did we, I don't really remember, when we first got married, did we just automatically decide that you were going to be in charge of finances? Didn't we talk... Or how did that go? I think at first we were trying to do it together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you ain't really about that life. Duh. Don't be yawning. Not um, not that number on the not that numbers on the screen life and remembering which bill comes out on what day. I just because like, then yeah, the other thing know. is like I mean you gonna go to every single place that you have a bill and take them cash and pay it. No, you're not. Well, see, I didn't. There was a time in my life when I didn't think about those logistics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. I just paid my phone bill. 
the end. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we ended up just joining everything together because it just makes it easier. And, um, yeah, what was the question? You distracted me. The question was... Oh, the problem. No, how did we decide how we were going... Like how we're gonna divvy up who dealt with the finances and what's and what's well, okay, anyway, so what it is is Faye Sean deals with all the finances for the house. Like I literally and I tell people this, Faye deals with most stuff in my life, but um because it frees me up to just think about creativity and big picture stuff. Like I don't think about what bills have to be due. When money comes in, Faye says, Give me this much and I'll go do what needs to be done, and I say, Okay. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, and I think that one thing that kind of tells off the back of it is you have to have that level of trust, which you should have that level of trust if you're calling yourself being married with somebody, right. because it always is so interesting to me that people will do all this other stuff with another person, but then they'll say, oh, I don't really trust them like that, or I don't have that level of trust, but it's like you out here doing all kind of stuff <laughs> but you don't trust them but you don't consider like that like none of that stuff requires you to trust the person where they do that at yeah you know i mean apparently they do it everywhere <laughs> but um so for me like it that i have to have that level of trust i can't worry that Fashion may do something behind my back or i can't worry that Fashion doesn't have my best interest like all that kind of stuff and it's vice versa too um I can't worry that Faishan is stealing money or stuff like that because, like, we're married, okay? And you're supposed to move as a unit. Right. And so I don't think about that. She's better with the finances as far as making sure stuff gets paid on time, making sure the money is doled out and divvied up to where it has to go. And then when I see the account afterwards, I know whatever's in the account is whatever we need to do with. If it's, Or she'll tell me, like, we need to get groceries with this money. We need to get gas with this money. We need to go out. You can Like, this is just money to do whatever with so like that i think that's an important point to make like we shouldn't just grace glaze over that because i think a lot of people won't necessarily pick that up as something that's normal they be like oh dog you tripping you don't be knowing where your money going yeah it's like y'all should get a good woman (laughs) (laughs) if that is an issue in your life yeah (laughs) so um so yeah I mean, we just, like I was saying before, we decided to join our accounts together and it just makes life easier, like I said, um, because then I don't have to be worried about, I can keep better tabs on Mm -hmm. things because like when he's just going and spending and not keeping up with receipts and not keeping up with, you know, what he's spending money on, um, I can go into the account and look at what's happening and tell him like hey did you realize you don't you don't have a whole lot of money in this account or hey did you realize that you spent this and you know it's still pending and the full amount hasn't come out yet before you go and do this and i can just remind him of that because like it used to make me crazy like the amount of overdrafts that we used to be getting it would drive me crazy because like i know that is like a huge money maker for banks Yep, it's such a waste of money. Hand. It's a waste of money. That must used to make me so mad. Cause I see, I mean, I see how banks be getting people on for, overdraft fees. Yeah, it made me mad, but for a different reason. And then too, like I have people. I mean, working at a bank, I can't be having my account in disarray, but calling myself trying to advise somebody else. Like, and then having my managers and people coming to me asking me questions because they my name's coming up on reports. 
because the account mm-hmm. is in overdrive. And then I got to sit up there and explain that my husband can't get his life. And that's why. Yeah, Miss Ho- account- Miss Jose will ask you to step into her office. No. She'll say, let's look at these. Okay, <laughs> so right here I see 17 overdrives. Don't be putting people's names off. Hey, I didn't say the first name. Nobody knows who I'm talking about. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, it just made. I know that made her laugh. <laughs> it just made things, you know. More simple. It makes our life easier. It it works for us. Everybody has to do what works best, you know, for them. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, I, I would just say that you should talk about it, you know, figure out like we were saying on the previous podcast. Definitely. What whose strengths lie where. Yeah, and, and communication decide, is key on all of this. But right, because if you're in a situation where y'all, you know, you might still be earlier on in your relationship, or maybe you're further on in your relationship, and y'all can't agree, or money might be like a topic that creates a lot of tension in your relationship, it might be better. Y'all might be happier keeping your account separate. And when it's time, y'all just divvy up the bills, or you know, y'all have a, a an account that's specifically for bills. And when it's time to pay the bills, y'all both put in your portion into the bill account and then you pay the bill. Right. And then you keep the rest of your money separate. That might be better for you, you know, better for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just have to kind of talk about it and figure out, like, that's what we had to do. Just, it was a lot of trial and error, but, you know, throughout the process, just communicate and figure out what worked best for us and what has worked best for us now is that we have... Our business account, mm-hmm. for your business account. Right. We have a spending account, checking account. Right, right. And then we have a bill account. Which that's actually been the, because we just enacted that bill account yeah. here rec- more recently, like this year. Yeah. And I actually like that better because then she just takes the money. So I don't even mess with the other account. We don't have don't, debit cards on it. We don't have checks on it. Yeah, I don't pay attention to it. And she draws all the bills off of that account. So I don't pay any attention to that account. Yeah. And I the reason why I did that is because what would start happening is I would have, you know, when you pay bills, they don't come out right away. So I would have, you know, a couple hundred dollars or more sitting in the account. And then he would just go on the app and, oh, we got his money in here and he'd be spending money. And then bills start coming out and he done spent the money on Zaxby's or whatever. Mm. And... Is the bill money. So that's why I ended up doing that. So then now I don't feel like I have to constantly be keeping up with every single little thing that he spends. I can just take the money out, put it separate for the amount that we have to pay for the bill. I don't have to be trying to make sure that it doesn't get spent. It's in a separate account. And we just pay the bills out of that account. And then we have our spending account. And then we have the business account. Right, right. Okay. So So let's let's do a quick breakdown of what are the takeaways. So one... Communicate. Yes. Communicate and talk through it. We're not telling you the way to do it. We're telling you the way that we did it. And And giving you suggestions. Yeah, and so talk through it. You know, figure out, like we said before, and as Faye said, who has what strengths and what weaknesses in that area of finances. Right. And two... Okay. I was going to say, talk to each other and also have a moment to talk to yourself about your own relationship with money and how, how that relationship, what you're bringing into your marriage or your dating relationship or your partnership or whatever, how your previous relationships with money may be affecting your current attempt to 
cooperate. What am I trying to say? Come together. Collaborate. Collaborate with another person mm. on money. So, you know, because it's good to understand how your past experiences influence how you act. Right, right, right. Present right. day. So. Okay. And then also, what's the next thing? Um, We said. Communicate. And then two would be stick to the plan. Yeah, make a plan. plan. Yeah, make a plan. That's during the communication stage. Mm -hmm. No, let's say make a plan then. Number two is make mm -hmm. a plan. And then that is like, you know, go through after you talk about it, you know, put something together. And then number three is stick to that plan. Yes. That's the most important part. Whenever Whenever you come up with something that you find works... Which, I, I mean, we've been married for five years, and I feel like we're just, like, creating that separate bill account and the structure that we have now. We just started that. So don't, you know, don't, you might figure it out early on, but don't be too hard on yourself if you're still trying to figure it out. There's a lot of things that you have to figure out when you get married and you start living with somebody and you join your life together. Um, but I feel like, you know, we've kind of gotten to a place where we found something that works for us. So we're going to stick with it. I mean, if it, if it ain't broke, as I'm sure some of y'all's mamas used to say, don't fix it. So right, once right. you figure out something that works, just continue on that. Don't be trying to be testing out new ideas and all of that if you find something that works. I was even thinking we could just do an episode about, like, are your expectations too high? And just okay. talk about people's expectations when they come into a relationship. And the answer is yes. Yeah, like I think that could be a whole episode. So maybe that'll be next week's episode. Y'all let us know if you're listening somewhere where you can leave a comment. Or if y'all are just friends with us. Or leave comments on the vlog. Yeah, or come check us out on the vlog. Again, you can search Faye Beauty on YouTube. Check us out on the vlogs. Leave us a comment on there. And, um, Yeah. I think that's pretty much all we got. Our dog has been in here doing the most vicious of poots the entire time yeah. that we have been doing this podcast. So I'm about ready to get up out this room. Stop chewing on my shirt. Mm. Stop. Because he is literally. Yeah, I've been fanning trying not I mean, to cause, cause breezes I on the microphone. I cannot even breathe. So yeah, y'all. We're going to go ahead and bring this episode of the podcast to a close. Remember, share, 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 share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram stories, share it on your regular Instagram. Tell people about this podcast. Take those iPhones, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yes, it doesn't cost anything, guys, and we need your support. Please talk to your coworkers, talk to your family members, anybody that you think would enjoy this show, our target market is everybody everyone okay (laughs) so please go out and share this please go out and talk with your friends and let's start some discussions man and then come watch the vlogs and comment and then we'll start a dialogue you see what i'm saying yes and we didn't do this on the last podcast but if you want to come and chat with us across our other social media channels you can find me on instagram twitter and Facebook at Phelan A Beauty, on Snapchat at Phelan A Snaps, and you can find PJ on Instagram at Director Paul Fant. Director Paul Fant. On Twitter at Director P Fant. Yes. On YouTube at Pablo's Perspective, and on Snapchat at Pablo's POV. Yes, yes, yes. And without further ado, I'm a holla at you. Mm, that was beautiful. 
Peace. Later.